All right, friends, welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. And I so love bringing these episodes to you, my friends, um, with inspired women, mostly women, one man so far <laughs> in a year and a half, almost two years, almost two years I've been doing this. That's pretty awesome. And uh, just, I just love sharing uh, what these people are bringing to the world and how they are making themselves a better person. How are they making the world a better place? How are they living their dreams? And inspiring you to step up and also live your dreams and live your passions and share, share that goodness with everyone that you touch. And that's pretty awesome. So I am Paula Ristini. I am your tribal hostess, and I am your movement motivator, your passion instigator, inspirator, uh, so that you too can join us in this world revolution of happiness and joy and passion. <laughs> so, and today I get to bring with me someone I wanted to introduce you to, Christina King is here with us. Hey, Christina. Hello. <laughs> From Chicago. Are you in Chicago proper? I'm not. I'm actually in a town called Elgin, which is about 30 miles west of Chicago. Right on. Yeah. Right on. So, Christina, how long have we known each other? Wow. <laughs> That's a loaded question. A really long time. Well over a decade, I'm sure. Oh, way over a decade. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I, yeah. Remember, I remember coming to Chicago to teach... Oh gosh, 25 years ago. Were you dancing 25 years ago? I was, and I remember that you came, but I wasn't actually a part of that event. I, I had something else that weekend and wasn't able to go, but I think it was one of my teachers that had brought you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That was, that's wild. That's wild. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell our, our beautiful viewers and listeners a little bit about you and what rocks your world? Um, well, belly dance rocks my world and that's what I've been doing primarily for, um, about 12 years now. I was a high school teacher and I started teaching belly dance classes in the evenings on the side and then decided that I wanted to, um, A, pursue belly dance more seriously and then B, I also wanted to be home in the afternoons with my son because he was reaching grade school age. So there were fewer options for after school care and things like that. And I just didn't want him in, you know, to go from school to a daycare and not really seeing him anymore. So we, uh, my husband and I uh, paid down a lot of our debts and got to a place where we could survive on his income only so that I could A, be home for my son during the day and then B, start building my belly dance business uh, for teaching in the evenings. Awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. That's so great that you were, that you had a partner to help um, yes. lift you up to that, for one thing, but that you were so clear on what you wanted to do, right? Yeah. You wanted to be with your son, your family, and you had this dream of teaching more belly dance and building your own career, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. God, awesome. a better, better community out where I was living. Sweet. Yeah. So now where are you at? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I that I, it's, it's every step of my journey. 
I look back and I've never imagined being in the next step. You know what I mean? And some, and I can't say it just happens. It's not that it happens without work and it's not that it doesn't happen. It, it happens with help. Um, but now I have a belly dance studio of my own and I have been in that position for 10 years. We just celebrated our 10th year anniversary. Yeah, which is fantastic. And it took a while to bring all of my classes into one location. So I was still teaching in a few different places. And the more I was able to get um, more time in this studio space, which is inside of a holistic center. So the entire business, the whole place, it is all about healing. It's about helping. It's about, you know, everyone's wellness inside the space. And it's owned by a wonderful, wonderful woman. And uh, I used to share it with a yoga instructor and the yoga instructor decided to open a home studio and stop working out of that space. And at that time I was given pretty much free reign of the studio. So now I manage anything that happens in there. And that really gave me the opportunity to expand my own classes and events that we have there and to also open it up to other movement arts um, practitioners to come in and do other dance or fitness classes. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of where I am now, managing that studio for the and most part. How does that feel to you? It feels really good. I feel very fortunate. I feel, um, you know, sometimes we can complain about all the stuff that comes along with doing the business and, you, you know, then you're your own marketer and you're your own accountant and your own, all these other things. Cause I'm such a small business that I can't really afford to pay other people to do all those pieces. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sometimes I get into that place where I'm thinking, wow, this is really a lot of work. I just wanted to teach belly dance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then I step back and I walk into my space and it's my space. And then I feel extremely grateful that I have a place to dance. I have a place to invite others to come and dance with me and that I have enough support from the belly dance community and from my town that um, it just, it keeps going. It keeps chugging along. And I, I, so all that extra work kind of washes away when I get into the dance space because it is so gratifying to have that and not have to like move the couch in my living room every time I want it. <laughs> right. I recognize that I am in a very uh, fortunate position there. And again, it came with help and it came with a lot of hard work. And it's so, it is so gratifying. Uh, And it is definitely not without a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I've been there. I understand that. I had my studio for eight years. Right. Before I closed that. And a lot, for a lot of reasons. And a lot of reasons was some of it was I was burnt out and I had to take a leave. Mm -hmm. And I was also traveling, traveling, traveling a lot, Uh, which was awesome. Which was yeah. And that was my choice. That was my choice. And, uh, but sometimes people just don't understand all the little, little bits and pieces that you have to do to keep the business alive, Mm -hmm. right? To keep it alive, to keep it growing, to pay the bills. Um, then there's side hustles along the way, right? Side hustles that you got to (laughs) do. So what do you think, what do you think has been some of your your hardest obstacles? Um, 
Honestly, I think it's, it still remains our hardest obstacle is bringing new people in, people who don't know what belly dance is, people who don't quite understand it. They're not aware that it's a family-friendly and completely decent way to spend your time. Um, that It gets harder the further away you get from the city. Um, and I know some of the studios in Chicago have had similar struggles, but you have a higher concentration of people and you have people who maybe have a greater world experience or have seen more of the art form or different, you know, cultural dances in general. When you get further out from the city into the suburbs and beyond, you know, dance studios generally mean the thing that you enroll your daughter in for ballet, tap, and jazz, and they compete and they do all that, which is great. I'm not, I'm not trying to poo-poo that as a business form, but it's really hard to get people used to the idea that, you know, this, my dance studio is, you know, it's kind of an oasis for the working woman or the working man. And, you know, somebody who wants to come in and have some time for themselves and try something different, try something new. That's <laughs> <laughs> My dog's going to hear that and start barking too. Oh, no. <laughs> anything that wants the window. And we have lots of windows in this house. <laughs> what do you think, Gracie? What do you think of that dog barking? She's looking at me. <laughs> She'll stop. She'll the, stop. Pleasures, the pleasures of being at home. Absolutely, yes. Choice in this so, um, entrepreneurial world. Exactly. Um, I don't remember where I was. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. So when you're, you're out here, it's, it's hard to get people to um, kind of glom onto the idea that there are these spaces for adults to go and, and have some time for themselves and learn oh, something. Oh, and that's so important. I mean, that's one of the, the biggest things that I'm always talking with my students and my clients about is self-care, self-time, self-compassion. Yes. What do you do for yourself? What do you do to lift you up and light you up so that you can live bigger and fuller and do your passion, right? Right. Yeah, definitely an oasis. I know my studio was always like that too. It was always a place for you walk in the door and everything else is gone. Yes. Like here we are, this is about me. I get to work my body. I get to, I get to smile or cry or whatever is coming out mm -hmm. that night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, cool. so what do you do, Christina? What do you do for yourself as a form of self-care? For myself, I mean, I do a few. I actually just came from a massage. So I try to do that about once a month. And, um, as far as like self activity, I really love to garden, mm, okay. work out of my garden. It, it kind of gives me peace. I leave my phone inside the house. I leave, you know, I take the dog out with me and I can be out there for a while. Um, you know, just me and the earth and my garden and my plants. Mm. And that's one thing that I do for me that is not related to my career mm. and it's funny because as much as I love to dance, sometimes I have to step back and say, okay, girl, let's do something else. Because when you're dancing, you feel great and it feels awesome and you enjoy it, but it's still work. So let's do something that isn't work anymore. You right. know? Um, I think, I think one thing you just said is really important. And I just, I just had this happen with me. So you leave your phone inside, <laughs> right? Get yeah. off, get off. Of uh -huh. the computer, get off of all the little distractions. Yes. And I was, I was just on a retreat for a week for myself, a writing retreat with other women, but I wasn't leaving it. I was actually taking it, which was heaven. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry, kitty. Here, I just slammed my cat in the head. 
Hello. <laughs> um, and we had, I, that's right. Now she's going to start really telling us her story. Okay. Um, so um, they didn't have good internet access where I was. Mm. So part of it was. <laughs> we got the orchestra going now. Oh, that's okay. It's great, right, Gracie? Yeah. But it was, it was without choice uh -huh. to be off of the computer and um, off of the internet. Uh, it was good. It was so good to be able to just focus on what I was doing, what I was there for. You know, mm -hmm. instead of being on Facebook and answering everybody every five minutes and, you know, who's this and checking emails and la, la, la. Um, right. And what a, what a, you know, our society has become so addicted to that, don't you think? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Uh, totally addicted and completely distracted. And it takes us away from the work that we're really here to do. Yes. So to be able to get away from that, like you said, go out and garden. You don't have to freaking check your phone every five minutes. Right. <laughs> right. You know, or, or how about when you go out to lunch with somebody and they're sitting there going, oh, I just got a quick text. Oh, I just got a quick text. And you're like, excuse me, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. We've just become so crazy with all this stuff. Right. Anyway, that was my little diatribe for the day. <laughs> So what, what's next for you? Um, I ask myself that all the time. That's a really good question. I'm kind of in a place right now where I am just sort of plugging along. And I don't think that's bad. There doesn't always have to be a what's next. I'm content where I am. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I've been studying at dance intensives and there are some of those that I want to continue on with and doing more travel. Uh, but I don't really have a solid what's next outline at this time, you know, and I find it really healthy to just kind of coast every now and then and not always be grasping for the next thing. I just finished up a huge project. So now I'm in this place where, okay, now to the end of the year, I'm just going to do what I do and not worry about the next big thing because right. there is no next big thing until 2019. And, you know, then maybe I'll new year, you know, that's when you start thinking about a lot of those things. So right. I have a really clever lofty answer for what's next for me. Well, I think that's though, I think that's really smart though, because like you said, you just finished up a big thing. So celebrate yeah. that. Yes. Right? Enjoy that relish in it and revel in it and enjoy it instead of always rushing. Exactly. That next thing. I mean, I think it's really important to have goals and, you know, inspirations and things to continue on to do, whether it's a bucket list or it's your soul goals, you know, whether it's work related or pleasure related, it's always great to keep your expansion, to keep expanding because there's so many beautiful things to do in this world. Right. You know? And I just think for the next couple of months, what's important for me is to, you know, keep doing what I'm doing and then also take more time for me because pretty much the last four to five months has been almost nonstop with things. You know, I'll get a day here and a day there to just sort of relax and decompress, but 
there's always been the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And right now I don't have a next thing for a while. So I'm just, I'm just going to enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy that. I'm going to spend some time out with my friends, spend some time with my family, you know, do the holidays, do all of that sort of thing. And just, yeah, just sort of enjoy not having a next thing for a little while. Love that. I love that. <laughs> so what, what are you, oh, what are you most proud of? Um, <clears throat> I am most proud of the community that, that has been attracted to my studio. I'm most proud of the, the women right now. It is only women. We've had men through there, but I'm very, I'm really proud of the women who come to my studio, who dance together and who have created really good friendships and really good support systems for each other. So it really is meaningful for them as well. Um, and not just, I'm just going to dance class. It's uh -huh, uh -huh. more to them. And they have become friends and they have, you know, made meaningful relationships through the, through the dance and through the classes and just through the studio. And I really celebrate the fact that there is that community there and we, we're not in a studio where people feel competitive with each other. People are more, there's this sense of working together rather than trying to be the best one in the room. We're trying to make each other be the best one in the room. Right. So be yeah. the best one together and I that's what I'm the most proud of and it's not any one single choreography or any one single performance it's the whole feel of the community of our studio and what that means to everybody in it and how great that you have been able to plant those seeds and see that see that growth and yeah. gather the tribes. I mean, you do that on a small scale. You also do it on a big scale with your, your um, festival that you run. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, and I mean, it, it, it's always a trickle down effect. Yeah. Right. Whether it's small or big or whatever. Uh, but it, just sharing that love and sharing that non-competitiveness, I think is really awesome. Right. So let me ask you this. Okay. What is it? about the dance that keeps you dancing um it never really occurred to me to stop Great, <laughs> <laughs> right? awesome i mean i guess every now and then you know if i go through an experience or i happen to be in a lot of pain you know physical pain from injury or something like that the it flows through your head you know maybe maybe it's time maybe i should give this up I just can't see doing it and I can't point it to one specific thing that makes me keep going. Part of it is the community. Part of it is um, I don't like letting people down and I don't want to face these women and say, that's it. This isn't a thing anymore. You have to go do this somewhere else, you know? So part of it is a commitment to the women who have committed to my studio and to, to the dance itself. And I just, I just do love the dance. There's never been a time when I thought, I'm tired of this. I'm sick of this. I want to do something else. I want to do something different. You know, so the only times I've ever doubted myself is when I had physical limitations. Mm -hmm. and I felt like I, in that moment was not being all the dancer that I could be. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's the self doubt that the self doubt that has crept in here and there periodically. Um, but then I always come back around to what work I have done and what good I have done and what the people that I have brought together mean to me and the dancing together with them means to me so 
yeah, it's, it just seems an unnatural idea that I would stop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what was it, what is it about the dance that makes you want to dance? What is it? Why do you dance? It's one of the, it's one of the only places in my life where I feel completely freed. Mm. Um, you know, just being in the room and just dancing. And I love the creative aspect of it. I love choreographing. I love sharing the choreographies either with my classes or with an audience. Um, and the music, uh, music's been around me all my life. I started playing piano when I was six years old and I was in choirs and I was a music major and then I was a music teacher. And so the connection of the dance to the music is very, uh, very deep for me. Mm-hmm. So I think it really is just an amalgamation of things. I, it's, the, it's my connection to music through my body movement. It's the gratitude that I can move my body, that I can do these things with my, with my person because not everybody has that ability um, and it's, yeah, it's just the freedom I feel when I do it. Like, I feel like I can be completely myself and so many aspects of myself, so many stories that I can tell because none of us is just one person in one way. We all have facets. We all have different characters we play throughout our life that are true to us. And a dan- an art form like dance really helps us pull that out. So I think that's got a lot to do with it is yeah, just the freedom to be all the different me's that are in here. <laughs> love it. I love it. That was beautifully said. <laughs> so good. You know, it's just I, I I just love to to find out what makes you, you know, do these things that you do and how why do you keep going and how do you keep going and how do you persevere? And when it's hard, <laughs> that's right, Princessa. <laughs> oh my God, did you hear that? I, I did hear that. Really loud. There's a lot to say. <laughs> totally does. Um, but, you know, as a creator, as an artist, what is it that brings you satisfaction about the dance? What, what is it that keeps you creating and keeps you moving and motivated? I mean, there's so many levels to it, especially as a woman entrepreneur, not just as a dancer. Right. There's a lot of people who are dancers mm-hmm. and have someone else direct them and lead them. And that's awesome because it takes all. Yeah. All of us to make that circle. There's yeah. leaders and there's followers and, um, there's teachers and there's students and uh, how we each get on our individual path mm-hmm. is, is so intriguing and fascinating and to keep us, yeah. here, you know, on whatever level that is. And you, you know, again, you, you are on a lot of different levels. Not only do you have the studio, but you have the festival and I don't know how often you travel. Um, do you travel a lot? Um, I travel a few times a year and it's more for study now than for teaching. Uh, I decided a while ago that I wasn't really, I mean, I've done the workshop circuit. I've taught at different festivals and things. I didn't want to make that central to my dance career. I really wanted the home of my studio Mm -hmm. and, and having 
a solid place to land every time and consistent people that I'm working with. And I do love going out and teaching workshops and it's not that I don't do it anymore. I just don't put myself out there like that as much, but I do still like to travel and study and either go to intensives or other festivals and find other people because you know, when you're the one who's running the festival, you're not the one taking the workshops. <laughs> yeah. 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 Learn, I have to go out and find those opportunities and, you know, get more training and expand my knowledge and my way of looking at the dance. And I feel for me that it makes me a better teacher to be always bringing more information into my own dance because then that information goes back out into my classes and into my dances and into my right. students. Right. So, yeah. So you're, you're constantly feeding your own soul and your own body and your own spirit too. I'm, I'm trying as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. And still taking a break. <laughs> Every now and then. Yeah, for sure. Like the holidays are huge for me because we've set the studio down for a couple of weeks and it is, you know, I'm, of course I go in and I do the deep clean or I'm choreographing for the next group of classes. But at the same time, I am having some downtime and being able to just spend time with my family because my husband gets his time off as well. And, you know, that's, that's also nice too. So I try to balance it. <laughs> and you do, you do. <laughs> and that's great. Well, I really thank you for spending time with me today. Um, yes, thank it's you nice for to reconnect. It's been a long yes, time. Just to find out what, what uh, you're bringing to the world and why you bring it and why you do what you do uh, as an inspiration to everybody to, and how you have built your business over the years and continue to thrive mm -hmm. and make yeah. the choices that you've made. You know, I think that's really awesome. So thank you. All right. Thank you very much. So Christina King, I will give you all of her, uh, connections down in the blog post when that comes out and um, thank you for being here and I am Paulette Reese I am your tribal hostess and I thank you friends out in heart and hustle land for sharing another episode with me with us and let us know if you have any questions or comments I'd love to hear from you and until we meet again <laughs>